You're listening to Into Neverland, the podcast brought to you by Milton Keynes Dance Theatre, where we will have exclusive interviews and behind the scenes access as we delve into this youth dance company's latest production, Peter Pan. Hi, Harry. Hi, Danny. We are back for episode two and never before have we taken so many turns to say hello to each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a week. Okay, I think I need as many hellos as possible just to engage the brain. We had a few different experimentations of ways of trying to say, hi, Harry, not saying them at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were distracted by something that we've done this week to really bring a bit of excitement to recording this intro on Zoom, which is an immersive background. (laughs) I joined the meeting and then all of a sudden we're in an artisan cafe coffee shop and I was like, what is going on? I went on Zoom today and I found there was a new immersive option where you can create your own background. So I decided why not have the podcast intro set in a cafe today and we can reenact a company meeting where all the best ideas come forward as we found out. So always the coffee shop meetings. Anyway, how are you doing? I've had mocks all week and it's just been insane. But thankfully, because MKDT is lovely, I was able to sit there and look at my schoolwork as well as dance. Yes, in rehearsal this week, sometimes I'd look across just to Danielle reading a little bit of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. And we had quite a draining start to the week already when on Sunday we began our Hook Peter fight scene where Danny and Rose, the other Hook, come on and do this terrifying solo where they are looking at me with these menacing eyes and I'm standing at the side and I do get genuinely panicked. Like, oh my God, they're actually going to attack me. No, as you just said, you're nervous in that scene. I'm nervous because I just know that if one thing goes wrong in terms of my direction... I could genuinely wallop you in the face. Yeah, but Danielle, it's fine because that would just be getting even because of a certain event that happened in the summer show. So me and Harry were in a summer show in a piece choreographed by Owen called Rhapsody. It was very, very fun. And we were on stage. I don't know how long we had practised this for. (laughs) And two lines of people. I was in the back line. I'd never moved. And... Harry does a bit of dancing in the middle, and then he does a grand jeté en tournon. Which is basically, for the non-dancers out there, I just kick both my legs and turn around. <laughs> Except it went kick, kick, and he landed on my chest. <laughs> it hurt so much. And there was just this impact of... Poof. As my stomach just concaves in on itself... I've got clearly the stability of a tree. I didn't fall over. She demonstrated a perfect middle back curve, which is a contemporary move that Jess would be very proud of if you displayed in class. But to be honest, that's the one thing that I'm quite excited for is the chaos of show week. I got a bit of taste of it at the gala and now I'm like, I've missed it. Yes, because we have been involved in a MKDT charity gala, raising money for the MKDT support fund and also the Brain Tumor Foundation. So that was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah. First off, it was so exciting to see people back who aren't in Peter Pan. That was the best part of the week. Yeah, to see all these people who've gone off to dance schools and places full time and come back. It was so nice. But the thing that was also really cool to see was the up and coming MKDT talent that we've got. So we had the pleasure of seeing Emily, who is playing one of Captain Hook's minions, do a lovely solo 
And I have to shout her out here. You did awesome, Emily. And I hope you are listening to this podcast. If you're not, I will be pulling you up on it. That's a requirement of the MKDT contract nowadays. Every time anyone signs up to a production, it's written in the small print, must listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There is a final exam. You will be tested. It is an hour and a half. And then you will be asked questions on the podcast. You've got to memorise your quotes, come up with links to other episodes of the podcast. You've got to point evidence, explain. (laughs) Yeah. How is Danielle presented as powerful in the podcast? into Neverland and then you find quotes like when Danielle said Captain Gemma in series three episode one of the podcast (laughs) this highlighted how her mind is constantly thinking of high positions of power (laughs) another person who we very much hope is listening to the podcast and was also actually involved in the charity gala is our guest on this week's episode so this week we have none other than Charlie O'Neill on who I absolutely adore. He's a lovely asset to the team. Because the thing is, he's so subdued and considerate about everything. And then when he does talk about something, it's just either the most intelligent thing you've ever heard or the funniest thing that you will ever hear that week. If the dance doesn't work out for him, which... I hope it does, because he's an awesome dancer. Comedy is definitely the way to go for Charlie. So we are now about to interview stand-up comedian Charlie (laughs) O'Neill. So shall we get into it? Absolutely. (laughs) So we are now joined by our second guest of Series 3, and it is Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hello. It is great to have you on the podcast. And the first time we would have met you would be during Pandora rehearsals. But before that, what was it about MKDT that appealed to you as a company? So I did the Easter course, and I think there was a summer course on Zoom as well. I just really enjoyed the classes on those, and then heard about Pandora, and because I'd enjoyed the classes, thought there'd be more of that, so decided to audition. And the online auditions kind of appealed, because I hadn't done anything like that since I was 10, so felt a bit more comfortable after that time. And you mentioned that this was your first thing like this since you were 10. So coming into this new experience then, how do you think the cast and the staff at MKDT were able to make you feel comfortable and settled? So I'm quite a quiet person, as you both probably know. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, no. Obviously, because I'm on here. But everyone was really nice. Owen and Jess and everyone there was really willing to help out and once I was a bit more confident with my dancing and just myself I was given little bits of my own in greed and started off scene seven and that helped with confidence and it was really fun to have that. And obviously you do have other experiences what would you say about coming into the MKDT experience was quite unique or unusual for a production? I think we were all given a lot more responsibility and it was a lot more like a company than a school. Everyone could add their own parts to everything. And it was a lot more dependent on you and everyone in your group helping each other out rather than having teacher, student, and then being taught something. And did you find that in Pandora, you became more confident with your creativity and coming up with ideas and having this two-way process as you went along. Definitely, yeah. I think spending six hours at rehearsal every Sunday definitely helped. <laughs> yeah. Classes from Owen and Jess and the neoclassical style with the mix of everything definitely helped give ideas and tips on making our own stuff 
and it's definitely helped my confidence with creativity and I'm invested in two pairs of brightly coloured joggers which are kind of a vivid example of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Those green Adidas ones with the white stripes. Yeah. They're iconic. Almost as iconic as Danny's sorry 30 waffles are my limit trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh you just had to bring it up on the podcast didn't you? I don't think I can ever get to that level to be honest. <laughs> right for context I have these marble patterned joggers and I didn't even realise it had writing on them. I just thought they were normal, plain marble joggers. And I walked into an MKDT rehearsal and Harry just comes up to me and points at my hip and just goes, how many waffles is your limit? And I go, excuse me? <laughs> and that's when I look down because I see what he's pointing at. I had no idea that's what my joggers said. <laughs> and then, of course, Owen walks over and goes, what are you talking about? And then Harry goes... Clearly, 30 waffles is Danielle's limit. And I'm like, what is going on? Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> One thing about MKDT for me and you, Charlie, would be the fact that we get that training from a male who's been in the dance industry. So how do you think having that coaching from someone who's been through it on our side, where there's not that many boys dancing locally, has helped you to improve your technique and see what it would be like to have a career? Just seeing Owen actually show us how to improve jumps or turns and what it was meant to look like was really good to relate to and be able to be shown what we could look like in the future, maybe. Owen has done turns, jumps, floor work before and knows what it was like to learn them. So just seeing someone that knows how to kind of get to that level, it was definitely good. Obviously, you've now been through a whole MKDT production with Pandora. The shows were in May, of course. So looking back at that, what do you think was the pinnacle or the highlight of that whole process for you? Definitely getting it on stage after the many lockdowns we had. <laughs> after dancing in my bedroom so many times. Although your bedroom is really good for dance. I can't complain really. I thought he was in a studio at one point. Yeah. Because I was like... What illegal studio has opened up during <laughs> lockdown and is just letting Charlie dance in it? That's the thing with that weird lockdown phase. I think that cast was really personal and really close because we generally were seeing the inside of each other's houses. Yeah. And we got to see even more because on the scavenger hunts in the quizzes, we'd just be pulling items from all around the house interview. I never won those. And it always used to be the biggest competition. Charlie would be rapid. David would be rapid. I noticed how you're not mentioning me. No, it's because you never won any think because you and Jess were just scrapping over the same items. <laughs> that is true. So we mentioned how we were dealing with Zoom and the quizzes but this time around for Peter Pan we have been able to be in the studio. So how do you think that the MKDT process has become maybe more exciting now that we know that we are able to be in the studio and properly working together? Yeah I think we've just been able to do a lot more without having to think about is this going to have to be rehearsed on Zoom because we, we're doing a lot more creative stuff and I think without having the threat of having to go on Zoom that makes that a lot easier because we can actually work together. And how would you say your technique from the Pandora process is now developing coming into Peter Pan? I think it's definitely improved if I do say so myself. Being able to name character I think has helped. It's made me think a lot more about reasons behind movements and how it looks so in my solo I'll have to do something and then I'll kind of think about why I'm doing it in the story 
that's really fun to work with and helps give whatever I'm doing a bit more personality. So obviously you mentioned playing Jamie, the younger version of Hook. When you found out you'd got this named role, what was your reaction to that? Were you nervous or were you just excited to get your teeth stuck into a character? I was quite excited to give a character more of a personality this time because it's a one person role and there's not actually a lot about Jamie. I can kind of come up with my own story for him. No spoilers, but I'm kind of on Jamie's side now. Me too. Pete's a bit of a bad friend. Yeah, and with this production, we have got a wider age range of people taking part. So we've got people from the ages of eight up to 18 or older. So do you think that having younger people around, because we've had a couple of rehearsals where we've had a bit of crossover with the intermediates and juniors now, has helped you with your own dance technique and confidence by passing some of what you've learned on to the younger members of the cast. It definitely has because you've got to be an example when you've got the younger dancers around and you're the people they'll be looking up to and they might carry on in the company so they need someone to look at. Talking about the responsibility of a senior cast member. In my experience of a corps de ballet member, it's the responsibility of making sure everybody's lifted up. But as a senior, you have not only the responsibility of lifting everyone up, you've got your own role to think about as well. So how have you approached that? I've kind of tried to look at other people who've done it before, like Harry and you. We're role models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and taking what you've done before, since you've both done solo roles before. And because it's a solo role this time and I was called a ballet last time, I still kind of keep that in there so try and work with everyone and get help from everyone when I need it or give help to everyone when I need it. So beyond just the dancing element of MKDT, you have actually made MKDT history by being the first person to do their school work experience with the company. So what was it that inspired you to do work experience with MKDT? I just wanted to know a bit more about what goes on outside of rehearsals with stuff like costume and sets and how everything gets sorted out. Also wanted to know what goes on in the coffee shops during the week. (laughs) (laughs) He's been to the famous coffee shop. Now I know what goes on in the coffee shop, so that's good. So you obviously did your work experience. So what have you sort of taken away from the process? So Owen's kind of shown me how an idea starts. So that was what I was kind of interested in. With choreography, I wanted to know how the idea of a show starts and how that's kind of built on. And I got shown that you kind of think of an idea, think through the story ask other people what they think and then you start finding the music because I've thought about that before now suddenly there's a whole show with a whole soundtrack and I had no idea how you'd even start to come up with that so that's what I've kind of taken away that I can maybe put in my own stuff one day. And do you think with having got this insight into the inner workings of the company it inspired you to maybe go into that sort of career avenue? Yeah I think it definitely has. Now I've done the work experience I've been shown how you can build a website, how you manage money and everything, where costumes come from. Now I know all of that. It's given me a bit more ideas about how I could do that myself. As we're talking about futures, Peter Pan is well underway now. What are you looking forward to for Peter Pan? I think just putting the whole story together, having that first full run through where you can really get into the story and... Everyone can realise how much of a bad friend Peter is. (laughs) (laughs) Exposed! (laughs) Yeah, and then also getting costumes and getting to the theatre. And the first dress run is always really fun. To kind of see everything that you've been doing all put together and maybe stuff you haven't seen so much linked to what you've been doing. And 
what advice would you give to somebody new coming into MKDT to get the most out of their experience? I think just get the most out of everything you can. So don't be scared about doing anything. Just talk to everyone, do everything the best you can, put as much characterization in it as you want. Just know, however much characterization you do, you can never beat Danny, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking that and putting it up against the quiz crown as well. (laughs) So, Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. It has been great. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed coming on the podcast as much as we have. have. And Charlie, do you want to plug your Insta? Yeah, my Instagram is charlie.0.7.0. So we've had a great time talking to Charlie and now it's time to hear what some of our other cast members had to say about their MKDT experiences. Let's have a listen. We had the chance to hear from Rachel Chen, a member of our senior cast in Peter Pan. We asked her what she's looking forward to the most about the rest of the Peter Pan process. Hey guys, I'm most looking forward to see the developments of all our dancers throughout the process of creating them. We also had the chance to catch up with the lovely Amy Jarrett, who plays Tinkerbell in our cast. And we asked her how the opportunity of solo coaching in her role as Tinkerbell has helped her to develop as a dancer and person. During my solo rehearsals, I've definitely been able to develop as a dancer, both in my technique and my performance. When I'm rehearsing Tinkerbell's entry solo in particular, I'm able to get individual detailed feedback, like the alignment of my legs or the placement of my head. And those are some of the technical corrections that I get. And I think focusing on those will really help me improve overall. And playing Tinkerbell as a soloist, is definitely a contrast to my previous role in Pandora on Earth and it's given me the opportunity to learn how to characterise a role and portray it to the audience. Tinkerbell's a little cheeky and playful and I think learning how to characterise her will definitely help me perform any role I'm given in the future. As a person, I think I've definitely gained a lot more confidence and I've become more persevering. Sometimes I think that things can be a challenge, like how fast Tinkerbell's entry solo is, but I've been able to prove to myself that if I work hard on it, then I can do it, and I really can't wait to perform it to an audience and then look back on how far I've come as a person and a dancer from when I first joined MKDT. Another person we had the chance to hear from was Scarlett Baldry, a member of our senior cast in Peter Pan. And we asked her what's been her favourite scene to work on so far and why. My favourite scene I've worked on so far in Peter Pan is the playing and cleaning scenes in the orphanage. This is because the moves are very different and rare to what I would have normally come up with. This scene has enabled me to think outside the box and use acting skills that I wouldn't have thought of using in any other scenes. Another scene that is one of my favourites is the scene after the pirates approach as there is a small group of us and the moves are quick and challenging which inspires and makes me a better dancer when I'm pushed to dance at my best ability. We also had a chance to catch up with the wonderful Hannah Smith who's playing our Wendy. And we asked her how she feels that the MKDT process has developed coming into Peter Pan having been involved since the very first production. I'd say having been part of MKDT since Romeo and Juliet and now into Peter Pan, I've definitely been able to see changes to the sorts of processes that go on. I think firstly, the main change is that the company is now a lot bigger. And with this means that older members have had more opportunities for input, 
which has always been the case in Romeo and Juliet because we've always been encouraged to put forward our own ideas for choreography. But while staff members are working with other dancers, especially in Peter Pan, I've had more of a chance to design choreography myself. And also, I'd say that because there is a bigger age range, the older dancers have been encouraged to take more of a responsibility and act as role models for the younger dancers. And I've really enjoyed having that kind of responsibility so far. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure, if you're listening at home, that if you haven't already, subscribe to Into Neverland, as it's now called, to get notified of our latest episodes and get them downloaded straight to your phone. We also have two series of back catalogue of Into the Box that you can go back and listen to, which would be really great. And you can also rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast to give us your feedback. We absolutely love any bit of feedback that we get. So please, whether it's positive or negative, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on the MKDT Instagram, that is MK Dance Theatre, or you can reach out to mine and Harry's personal Instagrams. So mine is xox.danny, that's three eyes with another X. Mine is Harry J. Yo. And also new on the MKDT website, there is a new alumni page where you can witness all of the really cool photos that we have accumulated across all of our experiences so far. And you can click on anybody's little faces and see what roles they've been in and any of the photos from the process. And they're all really cool. I really suggest you check them out. And that's another point. Tickets for Peter Pan are now available. Yes, for the premiere night. So it's back to the podcast chance of buy your tickets. Buy your tickets. So tickets are now available at mkdancetheatre.com. So make sure you buy those. Another thing you can do is hop on to the mkdt youtube to watch into the box unleashed which was our video finale to the into the box podcast series yeah so with all of that information in mind all of that mountain of admin (laughs) that mountain of admin ticked off and we'll be back for everybody at home next time so Bye. bye